welcome back to My Immune System Hates Me. I'm Chelsea, and today you're going to hear from Demetra. As a belly dancer in her 20s, she was diagnosed with both fibromyalgia and thyroid cancer. Here's her story. Hi, Demetra. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, before we get into your medical condition, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, I'm a professional ballet dancer. Well, mostly retired now. <laughs> I'm Greek. I was born in Athens. I moved to the States when I was about two. I grew up in Chicago. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your condition? What are you here to talk about today? I have fibromyalgia. Okay. And what does that entail? It's basically pain everywhere, like literally everywhere. You're in pain all the time, 24 hours a day. Some days it's a little better. Some days it's worse. Some days it's unbearable. So basically it's just you're in pain and it's even like stomach pain and it's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a joy to deal with. (laughs) How did you get diagnosed with fibromyalgia? When did it start? Um, The pain started when I was... 23, but I wasn't diagnosed until I was like 28. Oh, wow. And I was going to a lot of doctors. And then I saw a rheumatologist when I was 28. And that's when they kind of put everything together. And I was finally diagnosed. How did they diagnose you? So I was going to a bunch of different doctors for a bunch of different things. So I was going to like a stomach doctor because I was having stomach pain and they couldn't figure out why. So they're like, maybe I have some inflammation. So they sent me to the rheumatologist. And so the rheumatologist was like, you're in pain. Your stomach hurts. You can't sleep. Like, <laughs> I think you have fibromyalgia. Because <laughs> there's no like blood test or anything to confirm that, right? It's more just like putting all the symptoms together and coming to that conclusion. Yeah, it's basically like when you roll everything else out and they can't figure it, like they can't figure it out. They're like, it must be fibromyalgia. Yeah. Is there a treatment for it? What, what, after your rheumatologist diagnosed it, what happened? I take medication. So the one I take is called Savella. Um, it's really expensive. Thankfully I don't pay for it. Um, but if I were to pay for it, it's like each bottle is like $400. And how many doses? It's like for a month. Wow. It's ridiculous. But I take that. It doesn't do much. It's an antidepressant, but it's used for fibromyalgia. They treat it through your brain. So it's supposed to send like those feel good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it helps a little bit. It doesn't, it's not like night and day. It's just like night and afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Um, When I have like flare ups, I take Norco, which I don't take often. I try not to take it a lot. I had convinced my rheumatologist to put me on it like every day. Oh yeah. I can't believe he did that, but he did. He gave me like a small dose. I was like, thank you. And like the first two weeks I had no pain. I was like, this is a miracle. I was like, why doesn't everybody do this? You know, remember that show house? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that's the medicine he was addicted to. Right. (laughs) So after like two weeks, I grew a tolerance to it. And then I was back to being in pain and grumpy. And I was like, Dr. House. <laughs> mm. So I was like, okay, I shouldn't be taking this every day. So I stopped taking it. And I only take it like if it's like unbearable pain and then it actually works. Right. You're a dancer. I mean, I'm sure it can't be easy to dance while you're in pain. How do you manage that? <laughs> so I started dancing when I was 20 and then this, the pain started. I was like 23. And at first it's really scary, especially when you don't know what it is. You don't know what's happening. Is it going to get worse? Or are you going to you know, not be able to dance. So I tried taking, I tried to like dance 
lighter does that make sense <laughs> yeah I mean I try but then when you're actually dancing like you want to show off and everything so it doesn't work so I tried just to like stretch a lot and you know not overexert myself when I wasn't dancing but with this uh, disease like I can be doing nothing be laying down for days and I'm still in pain mm. and, I'm, and if I dance I'm still in pain so it's like I might as well be doing something I enjoy I mean, I'm in a little more pain when I dance. But at first, it's scary because it's like, what's happening to me? Uh, is this going to end my career? And I was kind of living with that fear for a long time. And it's just really scary to, to not understand what's going on. And especially like in dance, where it's really important to be young and beautiful and healthy and not show any sign of weakness. So once you then found out that it was fibromyalgia and you kind of had those answers, did it give you more confidence to go out and dance or did it make you like, okay, I have to take it easy? Like how did knowing what it was affect your everyday life and your physical activity? So by the time I found out that I was 28 and I'm 30 now, I tried to retire <laughs> when I was 28 and then I went back and then Corona happened and I was like, okay, I'm retired for real now. <laughs> okay. okay. But I didn't want to retire because of the illness. I wanted to retire because I was just sick of the community and the work and like the actual dance part I always loved, but it's working in nightclubs and working with other dancers. So that's how I was like, I'm done. And then I was diagnosed. So I was like, I'm just going to focus on my health and not stress myself out anymore. So by the time I was diagnosed, I was already like just over it. So where are you today? I guess obviously you can't dance because of coronavirus and now you're officially retired. <laughs> what is your life like? I guess you still have fibromyalgia. You're still dealing with that pain. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find anything helps like heat pads, ice packs? Is there Epsom salt baths? Like, is there anything like that that you would do that to like relieve any pain or is it just always there? I mean, like if I get a massage that feels nice, mm. like a really painful one, like with elbows, <laughs> baths are okay. But because of the thyroid stuff I had going on, um, I get hot really easily. I hate being hot. So I can only stand being in a bathtub for like five minutes. <laughs> so your rheumatologist diagnosed you. Do you go back regularly for follow-ups or is it kind of like, you're just going to be in pain? Here's some medication. Best of luck. See you later. Yeah, I go back because of the narco he gives me. Mm. <laughs> so he's got to make sure like I didn't turn to an addict or something. Right. Do you have any advice for anyone else who has fibromyalgia or who uh, thinks they might have it? Keep going to doctors and different doctors and first make sure it's not like something else, like make sure you don't have lupus or something. <laughs> Rule out everything else. And even if a doctor's like, oh, you're fine, there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, if you're feeling like this, something's obviously wrong, then maybe it's not even fibromyalgia. Maybe it's, God forbid, something else. And just keep going to doctors until you find the answer. And don't just settle. Don't go to a chiropractor. <laughs> they can't diagnose you. They're just going to say there's something wrong with your neck. And then they're going to try to sell you oils or something. <laughs> my, my mom has fibromyalgia. I've been like, mom, you have to go to a doctor for this. She's had it for many years. And, and she finally saw a rheumatologist a couple months ago. And the rheumatologist did the same thing, like did some blood tests and was like, well, you don't have any of these diseases. So you're fine. And I keep being like, go find another doctor. But my mom does also go to a chiropractor. But the chiropractor is like, you should go see a doctor for this. You might have other things like Ehlers-Danlos and stuff. I mean, I have, I technically have a chiropractor, but he's also a PA. So he has like actual medical background and he's, he's actually the one who found my thyroid cancer. 
did that kind of happen before, after, during your fibromyalgia diagnosis? Are they linked in any way? I was 25 when they found it, but I was, I apparently had it. They estimated like I was living with it for two or three years. So I would have started around the time I started feeling pain. And I have like a theory because they say fibromyalgia starts from like a traumatic experience or something. I was like, oh, maybe that's what it was. (laughs) It's a theory. Mm, Interesting. So then when they did catch it, what was the next step? So like I was seeing the chiropractor, he did an MRI on my neck and then that's where they saw the lump. So he said, go see an endocrinologist. So I went to endocrinologist and she had me do a biopsy. Biopsy was inconclusive. Mm. So I had the choice of either waiting it out, see if it changes or just removing it because it could have been cancer. I was like, I have my grandmother died of cancer. Like it was like a horrible experience. And I just, I'd rather just remove part of my thyroid and know for sure than just wait it out. Um, so I scheduled the surgery and my surgeon was Greek. So I felt like he was going to take care of me. <laughs> so I have like anxiety. So of course I went online and I looked up, you know, message boards and stuff. And people were like, oh my God, I gained a hundred pounds after my thyroidectomy. Oh my God. Like I feel horrible. Like, oh, and then I read Roger Ebert had thyroid cancer and he lost half his face. So I was like, oh my gosh. And of course that was like a super rare, like that never happens. Like thyroid cancer, they say is like, a, I mean, like nobody likes it when they say it's an easy cancer. The good thing about it is it's very slow to progress. So like me having it two or three years, you know, compared to another cancer, if you had it for that long, it could kill you. It spreads like it'll go in your lymph nodes and it'll go to your lungs and it'll go to your bones. And like you never want it to get to your bones because then it's chronic. So like it will spread eventually. That's why it's like you want to catch it as early as you can. But it does. It's really slow. So that's like a good thing about it. Um, So like the surgeon told me. You know, it's probably like maybe 20% chance it's even cancer. I was like, okay, that's pretty low. So like the day of my surgery, they said, so I was only supposed to remove half the thyroid because you can't just remove the tumor. You have to remove like the whole part. So they're like, we're going to remove half of it. There's a small chance if for some reason we can see it's cancer as we're doing the surgery, we're, we'll take it all out. As they were wheeling me out of surgery, I heard them talking as I was like coming out of, you know, the anesthesia and they're like, they're talking to themselves, but I heard, I heard this as I was waking up. Thyroid cancer, it was like it spread to like 10 lymph nodes and they did like a neck dissection during the surgery. They put like they removed all these lymph nodes. And Whoa. So I was in surgery, I think they said like five hours because they had to remove all that stuff. And then I just slept the rest of the day. I remember like I was still out of it and I was like, my lips are so chapped. I really need chapstick. <laughs> like I was like crying. I just really need some chapstick. And it still hadn't hit me like. Even now I'm like sitting here like, whoa, I had cancer. Like, what the heck? (laughs) It's so shocking because especially when you're in your 20s, you never think it's going to happen to you. And I remember like I was in a lot of pain after the surgery. Like I stayed in the hospital the next day and I couldn't pee. (laughs) Like from the anesthesia, it was the worst. Like they had to like put a catheter in me. And then like they kept making me walk around. I was like, I just want to lay down. Like, no, you have to move. So they kept making me walk around. I had to like move this IV thing with me. And I was like, how did I get here? (laughs) So they removed your whole thyroid and some lymph nodes? 
Yeah. So is there something to replace it? Like now what? Oh, yeah. So like you'll die, obviously, without a thyroid. (laughs) So like now I take medicine not to die. (laughs) Right. Okay. And so far, so good. (laughs) I'm always like, what if there's a zombie apocalypse or something? And then I can't get my medicine. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then you can't. It's like you can stock up on it. It's like prescription medication. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, at first, well, I was scared because they couldn't tell me like if they got all the cancer out, they're like, well, we don't know. So like I had to do like this form of radiation a few months later, they give you this pill and it's like radioactive and um, you take it and then you're like emitting radiation. So you have to be by yourself for a week. Oh, wow. So they do that. It like gets any cells or whatever that they couldn't remove through surgery. And then they do after that, they do like a body scan to see like where it went. And that's when they can tell you if it like if it was in my lungs, God forbid, or something. And thankfully, it didn't spread outside my neck. It wasn't in my lungs or my bones or anything. There was there was a lymph node they missed uh, and some cells like around my neck. But the the radiation caught it and killed it. And like every test after that, that I've had has been fine. And it's been five years. And after five years, it's like the chance of it coming back is really low. So Oh, that's good. Man, you had to deal with a lot in your 20s. Fibromyalgia and thyroid cancer? Holy cow. If anyone has any questions for you, where can they find you? Um, so I have two websites. One is for belly dance. It's greekbellydance.com. And I have my pop music website. That's demetrapop.com. And then I'm on Facebook, not Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, uh, Demetra the Greek. Awesome. I will link those in the show notes. Um, Thanks so much for chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye, Demetra. Bye. If you'd like to get in touch with Demetra, I've got links to all her pages in the show notes. If you've got a chronic condition and would like to be a guest on My Immune System Hates Me, you can email me at myimmunesystempod at gmail.com or you can reach out on Facebook or Instagram at myimmunesystempod. Don't forget to rate and review the show. And a quick disclaimer before we go, any information discussed in this podcast is strictly my opinion and those of my guests and are for informational purposes only. We are speaking from our personal experiences and you should always consult with your doctor or medical team. Bye!